How in the world do I talk to people who seem to be living in a totally different reality? Welcome back to Good Monsters. My name is Cody Lawrence. I'm not going to talk like that the whole episode, but I hope you enjoyed that. Welcome. Uh, the title of this episode um, is is probably going to be Take Off Those Stupid Glasses, uh, and that'll make sense momentarily. But it's going to be about talking to people, uh, li- living in a world with other people who seem to think that they don't live in the same world that you do. <laughs> What do I mean by that? There are, like, you, you could take any event that happens, uh, any current event. Uh, some Somebody shoots somebody else, for example. The first thing one group of people is going to ask is, what was their skin color? And then if it was a white person that shot a black person, they don't care what reason it is. It's just automatically... Well, that was unjust. This is a huge problem. And then the other side, the side that cares about actual justice, they don't ask stupid questions like that. And they just ask, oh, why? Why did this person shoot this other person? Oh, because they uh, broke into their house and they tried to steal their stuff. Uh, and, you know, so they had a gun on their bedstand and they came in with a knife. And so they shot them and killed them. And you'd be like, oh, wow. I'm so glad that they were able to protect themselves and their families. It doesn't matter what their skin color was. If it was a black person and a white person, it does not matter if it was a white person and a black person or a Mexican or a Chinese person or a Japanese person or anybody else. It it matters not. We could look at situations even within the church and the exact same thing happens. You can say, oh, this, this wasn't a loving thing to do for this person to, uh, you know, whatever. Often today, it, 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 a lot of these things revolve around uh, race and social justice. Um, one group of people can recognize, the, the people who care about actual justice and actual uh, biblical truth, they will look at these mask and vaccine mandates. And they will say, ah, that is a totally unbiblical thing to do. We need the freedom to make our own choices. And then the other group of people, they will see that event and they will interpret it in a drastically different way. Like like they're living in a whole different world. They will say that, oh, it's, it's a wonderful thing that these things are mandated because we are too stupid to take care of themselves and the government knows more about me than I do and let me totally capitulate to anything that the rulers who clearly hate my guts um, want me to do. Who cares what the Bible says? I mean, well, except for that one verse that says we need to obey our authorities. I do care about what that says. Anyway, so hopefully you see that. And hopefully you've you've personally experienced this because I think you you have to realize that there are people who are not living in reality in this world. And we have to think about how to deal with these people. So first, to 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 live in in to live in actual reality, right? To live in the world that we live in, we need to know what 
the world that we live in actually is. We need to know what reality actually is. We also need to be personally grounded in that reality. So we can, I mean, 100% of the people in the world live in the world where there is objective truth and that certain things are objectively good and certain things are objectively bad. We all live in that world. But some people, they they think they don't live in that world, but other people, they think that they do, but then they ignore it anyway. Like, for example, Christians, maybe you are included, and, and sometimes I'm included in this. If you are a Christian, you need to realize that the Bible is the word of God and that it holds a higher authority than anything else that that a man would say. So we need to compare everything with Scripture. And if we don't do that, then that is inconsistent with our faith. If we, uh, if we throw out parts of the Bible that we disagree with, or check this out, if we don't read the Bible, if we are not constantly immersing ourselves in the Bible, that's the thing that I'm guilty of. I, I try to read my Bible every day, and I've been doing such a better job at it recently. Uh, I'm, I'm doing something called the Bible Reading Challenge, and it's put out by a Christ Church in Moscow, Idaho. It is a great challenge. It's wonderful. Um, and then they they have catch-up days where you can catch up, and, and they tell you if you miss a few days, you can start where you left off. You don't have to feel stressed about um, catching up because the Bible is supposed to be something that we are revisiting throughout our whole lives. But if you are a Christian and you recognize that the Bible is the Word of God and you don't read your Bible every day, you're missing something. You are living inconsistently with what you say you believe. So you're living in the real world and you know it, but you're not grounded in that reality. And so you should be. And so this is the, this is the problem. There are, there are people on this spectrum of you know, actually being in reality and knowing it and acting like it. And then there's people way, way over here who are like living in a fantasy world. And I think now with our culture the way it is and with the world the way it is, that is more apparent now than ever. And it is more of a serious issue now than ever because we're living in this world. We're living in this world where the government thinks it's totally okay to force people to put junk in their bodies. And we're living in a world where uh, churches, actual churches, who uh, are supposed to be welcoming people into worship with the body of Christ, they're turning people away if they don't want to cover their faces. It's it's insane. It's crazy. So one, I wanted, initially this episode was going to be about something else. It was going to be about uh, the word lens, but I decided to expand it into this um, this other whole topic. But that's something I wanted to talk about briefly, the word lens. We hear that a lot, like looking, we got to look at the world through a certain lens. Um, I hate the word. I hate it. I think it should not be in your vocabulary in that way whatsoever. I think it's a stupid way to use the word. Uh, and here's why. Because when we talk about looking at the world through, especially a Christian lens, you know, like there's all these lenses, like there's the the, the lens that atheists look through, the, the atheist lens, there's the progressive Christian lens, there's the actual Christian lens, there's the, you know, Hindu lens. There, there's all these lenses and we just have to pick the right lens. 
But I think there's there's a serious problem with that because with the analogy, just bear with me because I, I think this is more important. You could say like, what the heck? It's just a word, a stupid word. <laughs> so, but just bear with me. I think this is important because it, it shows that there are some uh, pr- dangerous presuppositions rooted in our culture and those are exposing themselves in our language. We, I see this so often. I, I mean, I, I probably hear this phrase uh, from Christian sources more often than not. Uh, but I know it's everywhere. I know it's in like secular places too. It's, it's constant. It's everywhere. The word lens. But the problem with that has to do with the concept of what reality is. Because we have our eyeballs, right? And our eyes see the world the way it really is. And when we put a lens over it, then it can enhance certain things or it can obscure certain things. It can help us see certain things better. But we're, we're focusing on, you know, just a, a piece with these lenses. You, you can imagine maybe a one of those things you, you'd get in cereal boxes as a kid where they have all the squiggles on it and you put on the glasses and suddenly, oh, it's revealed. But that's not how Christianity works. Christianity isn't just the isn't just a lens, one way of interpreting reality. Because the issue is reality exists and Christianity is not an interpretation of reality. It is reality itself. So the analogy assumes that our eyes see reality and we are obscuring that reality with these various lenses. And, you know, we just, we just got to pick the best lens. No, no, no. Take off your stupid glasses. Now you understand the episode title. Take off the stupid glasses. We should not be looking at the world through any kind of lens whatsoever. We need to look at unobscured reality. Christianity is reality. That is what we have to believe as Christians. Christianity is the proper interpretation of reality and no other worldview interprets reality in the proper way whatsoever. We also have to recognize that there are different worldviews that try to interpret reality differently. And so if we're if we're trying to see the world the way it really is and we want to put on our stupid lens of progressive Christianity or of Marxism or of um, social justice, then we're obscuring things like actual justice. We're obscuring the way the world actually works by you know, trying to interpret the world in these different ways. And that's one of the serious problems with critical race theory. It is to, it is to force people to reinterpret the world in a different way. Uh, and, and that's literally what it does. That's what, that's what syllabuses uh, say that critical race theory does. Uh, even in seminaries, when they teach things like, um, oh, what's it called? Standpoint epistemology. We we as white people cannot properly interpret scripture, so we need these other um, other sources. Like we need we need our black brothers and sisters to help interpret scripture to see what they're getting, because we cannot get the full picture on our lo- on our own because we don't have a full grasp of reality. But you do. They do too. It doesn't matter what their skin color is. It doesn't matter what their origin is. It doesn't matter where they came from. It doesn't matter who their dad was. It doesn't matter what seminary they went to. It matters that you are properly understanding scripture and properly understanding the Bible and properly understanding Christianity because Christianity is the only 
proper interpretation of reality. We are not obscuring our eyes by being Christians. We're not obscuring our eyes with something that allows us to see a secret reality. What we're actually doing is we're having the scales fall off from our eyes. We are, as we are being Christians, we are taking off our lenses, our false interpretations of the world. And as we are being sanctified, then we are learning more and more what true reality actually is. Our eyes are obscured and the scales are falling off. Hopefully, the more we immerse ourselves in scripture, the more we are in a Christian community, the more we can be built up by the people around us, the more we have this connection with a Christian family, uh, then the closer we can become to understanding uh, true, actual reality, which is contrary to any other worldview. Christianity isn't one legitimate way to see the world. It is the only legitimate way to see the world. Nothing else is true because it is reality. It is the way the world actually works. So hopefully you get that now. I never want to hear you use the word lens ever because it's a stupid word. It doesn't make any sense <laughs> unless, unless you're talking about how we have to take off our stupid lenses and look at the world the way it actually is. So here's why here's why this is uh, this is a serious. I mean, obviously, it's a serious issue with secular people because, of course, they're living in totally different reality. But there are Christians, people who call themselves Christians, and notice often I say people who call themselves Christians because I think there is a big difference between the people who are sitting in a pew and the people who are actually saved. I mean, you would hope there's a big overlap, but there are many, I am convinced, many people calling themselves Christians who are not saved. I, there was some article that, um, that uh, somebody on Instagram shared that said that um, 50, 50 or 60%, it was some big number, it was, it was a huge number. Uh, so let's just say 60% of Christians don't understand the gospel. But the issue with that, oh, it said um, born-again believers, I think. Born-again believers uh, don't understand the gospel. But the issue is understanding the gospel is a prerequisite for salvation. You, you need to understand that Jesus lived, died, and came back to life to save you from your sins because that is what saves you. If you misunderstand that, then you misunderstand salvation. You can't be saved if you misunderstand the gospel. If you if you don't, it's like you you if you cannot actually trust in Jesus and be saved at the same time. I mean, you did I say that right? You have to trust in Jesus to be saved. You cannot not trust in Jesus and be saved at the same time. The two are incompatible. And it is uh, it, but I'm not surprised to see that number. The article was wrong when it said born again believers or whatever it said. Uh, but you know, if that's if that's really true that these Christians that don't understand the gospel, then our churches, our nation is full of unfaithful churches. Uh, you know, I would not be surprised if at least fifty percent of people in churches are not saved. 
I was thinking yesterday with my wife, uh, how many pastors aren't saved? You know, I'm I'm less willing to say something like 50% of pastors aren't saved. But you know, they might be. It might be much greater. It could be like 80% of Christians in America aren't saved. Because, because these the things in the world that are happening right now are happening. Churches are actually requiring people to wear masks to enter. These are not churches. These are fake churches. Nobody calling themselves a Christian should be actually going to these churches. They are apostates. They are worshiping the government as their Lord over their actual Lord. They cannot be doing that. Some kid messaged me on Instagram yesterday after I made a post about idols. Uh, It was a post going through a handful of common idols that Christians have that they love more than God or that rather people calling themselves Christians love more than God, like their self or the culture or the government. Uh, and, and one of them, uh, kind of not, not even tongue in cheek. It, it was sincere. It was uh, a legitimate problem, but, uh, maybe the one that wasn't like the others, uh, because it's, it's an actual little literal physical idol <laughs> are, are these stupid statues of Mary you know, which represent the the actual <clears throat> immaterial idol, which is Mary herself. A lot of people worship Mary, and then they say that they don't. But you know, it's funny. It's like I, I in the comment section, I don't read things from people saying, "Yes, that is a real problem in the Catholic Church." But many of us treat Mary the way that we should. I didn't get a single comment like that. They were they were all defending praying to dead people, even though the Bible explicitly says not to in multiple places. I think it was a death sentence in the Old Testament if you uh, participated in prayer to the dead. I think that's called necromancy, which is um, it's very, very not okay in, uh, in the Bible. Praying to dead people, talking to the dead, not, it's uh, not okay. And uh, people love to defend themselves, but anyway, I made this post. A lot of lot of Catholics were unhappy because, of course, they are. Because I, even in the post, I said, uh, "If if any of these things strikes a nerve, then that's probably your idol." Because <laughs> I mean, they were all they were all definitely idolatrous things. But then there were people trying to defend them, like, "No, that's not an idol. That's it's you're being ridiculous. You're not a Christian." And blah blah blah. But somebody, some kid, messaged me. Here's how. I mean, if that was not proof enough of many people calling themselves Christians living in a whole different reality, and you could say, well, Catholics are different because, you know, that, yeah, we know that they're living in a whole different reality. But some kid messaged me. What did he say? He said, after I made that post, he, he said, obey the Pope or burn. That's what he texted me. How does somebody who has even the most rudimentary knowledge of Scripture think that that's an okay thing to do? Think that the Pope. I mean, you know, the Pope now who supports same-sex marriage and who refuses to excommunicate uh, our president, who 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 contributes to more uh, more murder of babies than than anybody on the planet Earth right now, right? Uh, by approving these abortion things, the Pope who refuses to excommunicate uh, the biggest murderer. On the planet, uh, how how does a 
a person who upholds the authority of Scripture, think that that's okay? Well, the answer is because they don't actually uphold the authority of Scripture. They believe that Scripture does not matter. They live in a totally different world. So, how do we communicate with these people? Uh, Well, first, I think, I mean, you know, every situation is different. I think um, you, you, you have to deal with each individual conversation that you have um, with wisdom in the context of that specific conversation. So there's not just one um, just stamp way of solving these conversations. But I think the one thing that has to be consistent whenever you're dealing with people who live, who, who act like they're living in a totally different universe is to be totally grounded in the reality that we're in. You you have to not have any, I mean, if, if another person takes seriously the fact that, um, I don't know that you, uh, that you, you can use the pronouns, deem demon demon self (laughs) that somebody can identify themselves that way and then these stupid christian authors or uh, article writers probably on the gospel coalition will write articles about how it's the loving thing to do for christians to use people's preferred pronouns no idiot it's not you're lying to them it's not a loving thing to do to lie it's not a loving thing to do to encourage sin Why don't we call you what you actually are? Mentally ill. (laughs) The the truth is, we we idolize ourselves and we idolize our culture and we have all kinds of idols above God. People who call themselves Christians throw out scripture that they don't like as if they can, as if that scripture still doesn't apply to them. That's going to be the danger. You know, one day when they meet Jesus face to face, they're going to be like, oh, dang, that's the guy who has been commanding me to follow him this whole time. And uh, and then they're going to be cast into the outer outer darkness. So make sure you're not one of those people by living in actual reality. And by dealing with other people who act like they're not living in actual reality, by still living in actual reality. You you cannot capitulate to other people's worldviews. You cannot even give a semblance of respect to false realities, to lies. You you have to be willing to uh, stand up. You know, sometimes you can be harsh. Sometimes you can be more polite. But you cannot give ground to these fake, made-up realities. You can't let it happen. No matter what somebody says, you still have to act like the Bible is true. You have to act like Jesus is Lord. You can't, whenever you decide to go in a grocery store and your conscience is telling you not to wear a mask, you can't just say, "Ah, yeah, Jesus is Lord, but he's not Lord while I'm trying to get some uh, ground beef. And then as soon as you walk out of the grocery store and, and you pull off your stupid mask, you say, Whew, wow, Jesus is Lord again. Praise him. Amen. You can't do that. That is you living in a fake reality. Jesus is Lord over you and all of your actions, all of your behavior, everywhere you go. And so if it is against your conscience to wear a mask in church, 
It might also be against your conscience to wear a mask in a grocery store. It might also be against your conscience to to act like it is a legitimate worldview that the government can tell you whatever they want and you have to comply. But that's not the truth. That's not the truth. The truth is Jesus is Lord and we need to act like it all the time because we live in reality and we need to act like it. We need to act like it. The solution, I think, um, I mean, uh, alongside actually living in reality, the way that we do that is that we return to scripture. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, you, if you don't, if you're a Christian, you need to read your Bible every day. And this is, look, this is me talking to myself too. I need to read my Bible every single day because it's that important. We need to be immersed in scripture, especially if we're not connected with an unfaithful church. We need to be able to feed ourselves, even if we don't have a faithful pastor to preach it to us, you know, because a lot of people I talk to, they are struggling with things going on in their churches. If it's true that 50% of churches in America are totally unfaithful, probably, you know, I I would not at all be surprised if it was a much higher number than that. Um, But yeah, you're going to have a hard time finding a church. Find find a faithful pastor and start a new church. And and if not, then you need to you, you know, find somebody who can be a faithful pastor and make them preach, <laughs> you know, encourage them to put them in that position. I, I've heard stories like that, too, of people wanting to get together and they're like, man, we need somebody to preach to us. Hey, you, you want to do it? And then he rose to the occasion like, man, that's that's great. We need as a culture to return to scripture. And to do that, we need our churches to return to scripture. And to do that, we need our pastors to return to scripture. Stephen Furtick just posted this stupid quote saying, Jesus doesn't change who you are. He reveals who you always were. And he's a pastor with a master's degree from a Southern Baptist seminary whose church is on the list of Southern Baptist Convention churches on the Southern Baptist Convention website. Stephen Furtick, heretic. And the, and still, still a Southern Baptist church. <laughs> and for pastors and churches to return to scripture, we, you need to return to scripture. You need to be immersing yourself in scripture. You, if you cut, if you cut yourself, you need to bleed bibline. You need to bleed scripture. Everything about you needs to be scripture. Me too. I'm talking to myself too. This is an encouragement for myself because it is that important. Our country, here's a weird thing to say. Our country is not going to get any better unless you read your Bible. Unless you read your Bible, our country isn't going to get better. And I know everybody who listens to this show wants our country to get better. So read your Bible, return to scripture, live in reality, and take off your stupid glasses. Catch you next time.